Thank you. Yeah, the feedback has been great. See if I can actually find some of the feedback to actually, yeah, I'll actually read you some of the feedback we got from one of the campus police departments as they actually test was testing it and were actually flying these drones remotely from their computer or phone. And yeah, they said it definitely got our attention. You know, this has a lot of potential. Man, this is awesome. This is super cool. Amazing. This is so cool. I don't know how to describe it. The simplicity of it is impressive. Super impressed with the technology and the interface and how simple it is to use. I was so impressed. Don't need to be sold. Mesmerized by the capability and application. Fantastic. I can see so many applications in our daily operations. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% a real Jesus. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have a returning guest, very interesting guy named Alex Backer. He's a PhD, he's a scientist, an inventor, a writer, a speaker, and an entrepreneur. Uh, we're going to talk about a drone-based technology called Drizit, D-R-I-S-I-T, and particularly uh, Drizit Bodyguard. So Alex, thanks for coming. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks, Richard, for having me again. Yeah, no problem. Tell me, you know, so people don't have to refer to the last interview. What is Drizit? And then we'll go into what are some of the new applications Fortress that you're working on. Sure. So Druzit stands for drone visit. So literally it's a compression of both of those words. And uh, Druzit's mission is to empower anyone to be anywhere and everywhere, essentially to uh, allow people to have telepresence so that just like we got used to not having to travel somewhere to have a meeting, thanks to Zoom and, and the like, to get used to the fact that we can now inspect and see places without having to actually go there by flying a drone remotely and uh, and watching its footage in real time. So that's what Drizzit is in, in, in all kinds of things from in infrastructure monitoring, construction monitoring, security, education, virtual field trips, as well as, as, well as others. Uh, okay, and uh, what is uh, Drizzit Bodyguard? Yeah, so Drizzit Bodyguard was inspired in a, in a true story. My daughter goes to college at a very prominent uh, campus back east. And when she visited a couple months ago, a few months ago now, um, student had just been found dead by the tennis course late one night. And obviously, you know, we were all very distraught about it, my, my daughter among those. And so we went to dinner and really started brainstorming, you know, what can be done to um, to ensure this doesn't happen again. And, and you know, and it's really not a it's not a, unfortunately, it's not a rare event. Campuses across America are really not a, a safe or secure place these days. And so what we did is we um, built an application on top of the Drizzit platform that allows a student to summon a drone on demand. The drone will come find the student and then follow them as they walk or bike or across campus to wherever their destination is. And then at that point, the student can, again, with a single press of a button, say that, uh, you know, she doesn't need the Drizzit bodyguard anymore. And the drone will go automatically back to its base that it took off from for, for recharging. 
Uh, so that's essentially just your bodyguard. And, and all that time, it, it streams the footage in real time to whoever person authorized the student in this case. Uh, that could be campus security, campus police. It could be a parent. It could be a roommate. But it's a way for... So would, would, um, would there used to be a select number of drones that the campus owns that people can call upon? Or are they personal drones for each student? The, the former, yeah. So the idea is that there's a number of drones that the campus has available for any student uh, to, to summon. Okay, I see. So, like, if you know, a young lady wants to walk home at night from the library to her dorm, she can summon a a, a Drizzt bodyguard drone, which will surveil her and go with her. And then, if anything happens, uh, you know, campus can take action immediately. Exactly. And the, these drones can have lights. They can have loudspeakers to, uh, you know, issue a warning if there's something's going on. So they really act as a as a deterrent and as a monitoring device, both. No, that's really interesting. So how far along you are you with the idea? Is it uh, in production or testing? Yeah. Or, or is that? yeah, it's in production. It's it's available now. So we've started to show it to universities and have found you know a lot of interest from both campus police departments as well as the university leadership. We're in that early stage of, of bringing it to um to 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 be used. So are you gonna? It's gonna be featured on a test campus or two, and. Uh, you know, when is that going to happen? Or is it already in use on campuses? We are, we are in discussions with campuses right now about that. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting. Well, what, what kind of feedback are you getting so far? I know no one has, you know, it's not in use yet, but it sounds like, uh, I don't know, is there a lot of interest? Like what, how do people react to the idea? I think it's a pretty good idea. Thank you. Yeah, the the feedback has been great. See if I uh, I can actually uh, find some of the feedback to actually. Yeah, I'll actually read you some of the feedback we got from one of the campus police departments as they actually test was testing it and were actually flying these drones remotely from their computer or phone. And yeah, they said it definitely got our attention. You know, this has a lot of potential. Man, this is awesome. This is super cool. Amazing. This is so cool. I don't know how to describe it. The simplicity of it is impressive. Super impressed with the technology the interface and how simple it is to use. I was so impressed. Don't need to be sold. Mesmerized by the capability and application. Fantastic. I can see so many applications in our daily operations. You'll have workers lining up to join. So yeah, people, it's a new kind of experience. When you, the, you know, the first time you take your first visit, when you are flying a drone that may be halfway across the, the country or the, or the world, uh, and you notice that it's it's so easy to do and it's so safe because you, we can set up geofences so that the, the drone can't physically cannot crash into anything because the geofence keeps it within a safe area. It's a really interesting experience. So the person that uh, the drone will be assigned to for that period of time, are they able to issue any commands to the drone, like voice commands, you know, based on their, their perception of the danger? Let's say, again, they're being followed by the drone, it's gathering footage and all that. Would you have live campus police monitor the, the, the footage? Or again, in addition, could the person issue voice commands to the drone, like, call police or emergency or something like that so that the surveillance escalates and maybe uh, people are dispatched to help in an emergency situation. Yeah, we're planning on having an alert button as well as, and yes, either campus police will be serving this in real time or Drizzt can can survey it for the campuses as well. As well as somebody might want to just have their, you know, their dad or their, or their roommate uh, keep an eye on them. So there's multiple ways to use it. But again, being surveilled is one thing, but what if uh, there's an attacker that comes and starts, you know, grabbing the person and trying to drag him away or something? So you have footage, which is great, but how do you escalate it to an actual response? Yeah, like I say, n- n- not only is this being monitored in real time, but in addition, uh, 
there, there can be a, an, an, an alarm so that the student immediately even says, you know, I, I, I need help right now. Okay. That makes sense. What, what would be the response if there's a fast developing emergency situation? Well, it, it'd, be, it'd be sending personnel right away. I mean, for one thing, the drone will, will continue to follow the student and principal. And so that's, and, and, and another drone can be dispatched to, uh, you know, to, to aid in that uh, following so that you know where the most important thing is keeping eye on, on the victim to know where they are, you know, dispatching people when you know where they are, dispatching people then becomes obviously much easier. Okay. But is there a target uh, time that you're trying to achieve? Or is that up to the uh, the campus and their situation and all that? That's up to the ca- the campus. I don't know if there's any recommended you know responses for different kinds of uh, of interactions and everything, but just the footage alone, I guess, would be uh, tremendous. If it needs to be brought into court, et cetera, that would be very good. Yeah, we think that can, this can definitely save lives because I would think that having you know n- noticing that this is being watched in real time by police is a real deterrent. Is there going to be any uh, provision where facial recognition will be turned on during an encounter? That's the kind of thing that uh, can be added on top of the platform, right? So the footage is the, is the first step. Once you have that, you can add machine vision on top, you know, all kinds of algorithms. So that's, that's I think, coming down the line. What other applications would this be good for? Is that, What about key personnel that are in uh, you know business or diplomatic or other kinds of situations? Or you know, I guess military obviously is a, would be a very different use, and I'm sure it's being used in all kinds of ways. But what other settings or situations would this be used in? Well, if LA County has started using Drizzit for code enforcement, and you know, code enforcement officers sometimes are really in the line of danger because they might be looking at properties that could be, you know, could belong to the mafia, and they're you know trying to stop illegal activity, and so. Being able to keep an eye on officers uh, to make sure they stay safe, as well as being able to send a drone ahead to look at things uh, without having to send personnel can be a real real game changer in terms of uh, safety and security of these officers. Well, the officer themselves would also, um, there'd be surveillance on them. So if they try any shenanigans, like accepting bribes or you know behavior that's not in line with their, their professional status and job, that would also be on the footage as well. So it goes both ways, I would think. Yeah, eyes on anything ensures accountability. So we, we like to say that eyes in the sky save lives, but does more than that. Like you say, it, it keeps people accountable too. Is there any particular features of these drones? Like, would it be helpful to, for them to be noisy or to be incredibly quiet, to be there without the person really, like the presence of the drone? You want the person, I guess, to know that it's there, but it not to be so invasive or loud or overbearing that the person can't act normally. So is there any trade-offs or considerations there on the presence of the drone, how loud it is, how close it is? Yeah, you you can really have the best of both worlds there because the, the drones themselves, as soon as they go above a certain altitude, very quiet. You know, you, you really can't hear them once they go above a certain altitude. Uh, but if you use the ones that have loudspeakers, then you can you can make them not quiet whenever you want them not to. Uh, and so I think that you you can have both of those those both of the benefits uh, the the quiet when you want it but the conspicuity when needed. Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to twenty seven hundred plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets a hundred thousand plus downloads a month. We need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click on Support Us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, 
the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click support us today. Now back to the show. Well, what do you think would be good in a, in a situation? Let's say again, a you know, cannabis at night, young woman's walking alone. Do you want the joke to be obvious to the to other people so that they don't even attempt anything? Or do you want it to be, you know, in the background where no one really knows there except the, the person walking so that it can, you know, what do you think would be better? What do you think would be more of a deterrent? For people? The former, the former is definitely the deterrent. So a bodyguard is most effective when, you know, when people know he or she is there. I guess law enforcement could use these kind of things for like honeypot type applications, but that's different than what we're talking about. Yeah, there are lots of applications that visit to law enforcement. I mean, police cannot see around corners, but draws can. And, you know, that being able to give personnel a, a, a vision and a visual on a scene before they arrive is or can be a real game changer. Hmm. Okay. But would these drones be able to take any action themselves? Or are they more of a passive surveillance device? Like, you know, you said loudspeakers, lights, anything else would they be used to? They, I would guess they don't have any offensive capability, but just like a warning capability, right? Well, right. I mean, dr- drones, of course, can have offensive capabilities, but uh, Drizzt tend to keep things on the defensive side. Okay. Makes sense. I don't know. What, what else is there beyond the, you know, the campus security market uh, for Drizzt bodyguard? What are the applications people are asking for that are, are common? So one has to do with building monitoring, right? So we're seeing large owners of 1,500, 10,000 units be interested in using it uh, both for monitoring the units for security as well as for marketing the properties. By being able, to, Whether you are selling a condo or renting one, being able to give the prospective buyer or renter a bird's eye view of the the view from there, you know, the, the view of the building, the view from the building, the, the surrounding area can be a real, you know, can make you have a, a much higher conversion rate essentially as if, the, you know, for somebody who can't actually go there in person, you know, you know that the conversion rates are going to be much higher in person than not. And so Drizzt can uh, give you that lift and conversion rate uh, for those who can't actually attend in person. So that's one application. Seeing a lot of interest in local government, both city and county, for building inspections, for code enforcement, for public works and construction monitoring, even for giving handicapped people access to events. And so that's another application together with law enforcement. And then we're seeing uh, interest from telcos and utilities for infrastructure monitoring. You know, a utility can have a hundred teams of inspector and drone pilot going kind of door to door inspecting infrastructure to look for things that need attention. And being able to do those things from the office directly can be a game changer. Yeah, I could see like a large apartment complex, let's say, instead of having a security guard sit in an office to walk the complex once an hour, you can amplify or augment what they're doing with drones. The drones could fly. You know, every, uh, I don't know, 37 minutes, let's say, so that there's no particular pattern to them. And they could surveil the complex and report back and augment what, you know, one security station, for instance, I guess, could have contracts with multiple apartment complexes or installations and uh, have them all monitored properly. Yeah, you can have a hub monitoring so you can centralize that, make it much more efficient. You can have a same security personnel overseeing and monitoring multiple drone footage. So really expanding their the area that they're that they're monitoring. And those drones can be directed to, you know, follow a thread and obviously be much safer for the personnel than, than exposing them in the field. Uh, do you know if in a court case, the drone footage is, is, has its own rules of evidence? Is it becoming commonplace? Like, um, you know, again, with your campus product, if uh, someone, there's footage and the, someone's attacked, how do you imagine that would be used and treated by the courts? You know, is there any insight into that? 
Yeah, in general, drone footage may be admissible in court if it meets the same standards for admissibility as other types of evidence, such as photographs or video uh, recordings. Okay. Kind of- I just want to make sure that, that you know, I'm sure you, you've thought about that. Very good. What other products come to mind or applications come to mind now that you've come up with the Drizzt Bodyguard? Is it still very new and there's a lot to deploy before you, you know, add on to the product or the project? Or, you know, what are your thoughts about it? Where is it going over the next few years? The other area we're seeing interest from is virtual field trips. You know, we had some really interesting conversations with education educators and educational technologists got get really excited when they see, you know, look at the potential of expanding kids' universe from the classroom to the world, right? You know, think about the difference between reading about something and actually seeing it, reading about the pyramids or flying over them. Same thing with geographic formations, with places of historical interest, biological, you know, different different species. So I think that's a really interesting use case as well. Okay. Well, very good. Uh, Alex, where can people that are interested find out more about uh, Drizzt Bodyguard and all the other Drizzt applications? Drizzit.com, that's D-R-I-S-I-T, again, as in drone visit. And then with, there's, a, there's a menu by industries or verticals, and uh, the security vertical has the details. on. And there's a really nice one-minute video on the on Drizzit bodyguard. One of the nice things about it is that you can get a nest for it, too, that keeps the drone secure from the elements and ready to take off remotely at any time. And then the drone can land right back there, get the battery swapped by a robotic arm uh, while a number of other batteries are being charged in the background so that you have 24-7 availability. So oh, that makes it a pit stop? How, how long is the pit stop time? Oh, it's just a couple of minutes. All the, it, all the time is needed to uh, to change the battery, swap the battery. Okay, so it could be back out the back on the street in like, like five, 10 minutes, right? Oh, yeah, even less than that. Okay. Yeah, no, that's excellent. Well, very good, Alex. Thanks for coming back on the podcast, and uh, you're an endless source of uh, really cool ideas. So it's it's nice to hear about them. I appreciate you coming. Thank you so much for having, Richard. It's always a pleasure. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.